Hack and brew crew, hack and brew crew. Welcome to the main hike and brew crew podcast with Matt Moore and Owen McGuire. This week, Owen and I are joined by our friend Mark, the regular beer guy. Owen hikes Mount Higgins in Georgetown, and we go down east, bound and down. We recorded this week's podcast at Bath Ale Works right along Route 1 in Wiscasset, where they have currently 12 beers on tap that run the gamut from light to dark and multi to hobby. One of my favorites is Red Right Return Rye. Visit bathaleworks.com or check out their Facebook page for more information. And as always, look for future podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Now on with the show. Good afternoon. Uh, I am. This is Matt Moore. I'm joined by Owen McGuire and Mark Philbrick, and we are here at Bath Hill Works on Route One in Wiscasset. And uh, so, Mark decided to join us for our our most uh, our up to this episode. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome Mark. to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mark. I'm uh, very friend. I don't know anything about hiking. I can barely walk. Uh, I do know a lot about beer, though. You were pretty excited this morning when came out. I was. I uh, found my way to the liquor store and found a couple of 30 racks of Bushlight Apple, which is incredibly tasty. Happy I can get that up the road now, and I do not have to drive to Pennsylvania for it anymore. That's a good thing. That might uh, fit into our, one of our stories later. Um, what are some of the beer? How you've you've had some of the beer so far, Owen? I have. Um, so this place is really cool. They uh, when you walk in, you know, you, you look at the menu and you get to see what you can do. And most places will do samplers, you know, four and six. And uh, these guys actually have a really impressive. Uh, flight uh flight that that looks like a the top of a destroyer and you can get a sample of all 12 of their beers uh and you can sample so you get four 12 ounce pour so you can sample the whole fleet so they really are doing uh really cool uh with the uh the uh battle destroyer bath ironworks theme here and there's also the really this uh, what looks like a handmade gigantic game of battleships no, totally. which, which looks really cool um but yeah so they they do they're doing all right with the sample so uh i started off with uh down easter which is their pale ale uh pond island which is their uh light blonde and responsibility kolsch because for whatever reason I have been on a Kolsch kick for the last year or so, so that, and then uh, Tremor Bay, which is their Wee Scotch Heavy. Their Wee? Wee Scotch Heavy, that's how it's, it was in the advertisement. Wee is a oh. a Scottish term for little or, you know. Wee hot, Heavy. Yeah, you, t- you, you talk, a, you talk. my relatives would talk about getting a Wee Dram, which means a little bit of, of whiskey, but a Wee Dram could mean anything from, you know, a small thing to a full glass of of whiskey. So. I was reading in an article a couple of years ago, the um, oldest living woman in um, in England. Mm-hmm. She was a hundred and I think like a hundred and twelve or something up there. And one of one of her secrets to long life 
was her wee dram of uh, wild grouse every night. <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying the Pond Island. This is a nice for. This is a very nice light uh, light beer. You, you usually don't think light beer of being something that you can savor and and unless you're Mark and you love Bush Light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not so much savoring. I just <laughs> drink enough that I am able to taste it eventually. Um, but this is very good. That's the first one I've had. I think for now I've, I'm liking the, I like the Pond Island, but the Dremore Bay is really, is really good. With your wee little portion. My, my wee, my wee, I, your literally, wee, I literally have a wee dram right here. A wee dram and a wee really glass. I'm, I'm trying the Arle uh, Burke right now. Yep. I think this was an IPA, right? Yep. Hmm. Very kind of a wheaty, malty IPA. Now we're going to have the Zumwalt. The Zumwalt was a class of uh, destroyers. Very famous class of destroyers. Came out of uh, Bath Ironworks. And this is obviously is a stout. It's, a, it's like a coffee porter or stout or porter. And then the last one I'm going to sip just to make sure I get it on record is Sea Fever. Hmm. Mr. Mower is IPA a, or a pale ale or Mr. Mower in a uh, due to his uh, background as an accountant also likes to track his beers and how many how many beers do you currently have on your uh, untapped so with these I have on 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 untapped not including these four I have 839 so 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 we will hit a we'll have to do a special when you hit 1000 uh, beers on on untapped so yeah mower, mower not only tracks stuff in his day job but in his personal hobby he's also tracking but untaps a really cool tool to see different beers and get ratings and see what you may or may not like i know will they do like recommendations and stuff for beers and stuff like um that for you, they'll have little advertisements for local breweries and different things um if you have a if you have a beer from like a certain local brewery or you know sometimes they'll have a special merit badge they'll have this little special merit badge if you have like Ten of a certain kind of beer. Mark would dig those kind of merit. Yeah, I missed out on that. We had the Boy Scouts. So yeah, we. Um, I described it last week as Pokemon Go with beer. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Gotta catch them Spot all. Spot on. Gotta catch them all. Oh, and you've been uh, you've been hiking recently. Yep. So uh, the hike we did on Monday with Tom. Um, I would like to have considered that a warm-up hike. Did not realize how intense that hike was, so I've been a little bit of a uh, hurting unit, but I- Join the club. Old, old old age, right, Mark? That's right. Um, so I did, uh, there was a, you know, the peninsula down in uh, the Georgetown area. So if you go through the town of Bath and go over the Bath Bridge, which is, you know, recommend, you know, you're just looking for a day trip to visit Bath, walk around the downtown, walk over the bridge because it's got a beautiful view over the Kennebec and the shipyard. But if you take a right and go down the peninsula into Georgetown, roughly about halfway down the peninsula, you'll start to see some signage on the right side of the road to pull over. And there's a loop called Higgins Hill on, on when you go on like main trails and stuff, it's called Higgins Mountain. We're going to call it a hill because, you know, but it's really cool. It's it's probably a 25 or 30 minute loop. Um, 
nothing too crazy, pretty well marked, but you get to a point where you get up just above the trees and you get a nice you know, view of down to you know, Reed State Park and, and the kind of back and stuff like that. So uh, we're going light on the hiking this, this episode because, you know, we're, we're a little, we're a little, we're, we're slugging, but, you know, still supporting the, the local, local beer. But yeah, Higgins, Higgins Hill or Higgins Mountain in Georgetown. Highly, highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. So. Nice. There's a lot of uh, good views down there. I remember um, I went to Five Islands for the first time last fall. Yeah. And I've kind of returned there a couple times on like morning drives, you know, on days off. I'm just kind of looking for kind of a good view, maybe catch sunrise. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it was, I think it was like the end of December I went down there and. I could, I could be totally wrong on the timeline, but it was within the last few months. I went down there one morning just for my little uh, little drive and my walk, my little hike around. There's a loop down there you can walk. And there's all these people showing up with, like, camera equipment and, you know, all these people are coming out. And I'm like, what are, what are they doing here? Is there, like, some big, you know, a news story? Did something happen? And I catch one of them and they said, I think... What was that giant eagle? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I heard about it. It was like a the like a brown eagle or something. It was brown some, eagle, it was, golden. Eagle. It's, it's like some, one of some, the world's biggest birds, flying birds. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, they were yeah. all down there. It was uh, normally it's normally like found in Asia, and it's been flying over like Nova. But this one had huh. been flying over like Nova Scotia, and and all the all of a sudden these people were down there trying to catch this. Ba bird, oh. and you know who knows. Probably by the time they were there, it was like spotted the day before, so it could or, you know. or or it had Canadian citizenship by that point, and it yeah. just went over the birds. Don't move though. I'm sure it stayed right close, <laughs> posed right for it. You know, <laughs> just all all day. All Checked week. in. You know, showed up at the border crossing. Showed its paperwork like it's supposed to. Yeah, exactly. You know? No, that's my uh, yeah. Five Islands is gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful down there. And, and Mid- Reed Mid- State Park is nice. The Midcoast regions, kind of, you know, most people when they come up and they go down Route One, they're all heading to Rockland and the Bar Harbor and Acadia region, which are, I mean, onto their own. But you know, you've got Pemaquid Point down in Bristol. You've got a bunch of just beautiful items. And uh, Mark is kindly. Which one is this, Mr. Philbrick? Now, this is Morris. 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 Morris would be their farmhouse ale. It is labeled as a saison. That's a really good farmhouse. It, was, it doesn't suck. It doesn't That's a farmhouse suck. I'd like to visit. Yeah, it doesn't this is really, suck. This is very. I, I really like the. I really like the color of the beer. Oh, I think I've, yeah, I've had that before. I've had. Uh, they have a. Is it a barley wine or something or? That I've had before here. Yeah, I'm trying to. They have a good. There was like a one really good multi one I had before a few months back. This is this is a in a this place is in a very convenient location, right up up, up and down Route One. Yes. Well, this is. It's. I mean, it's. It's. You know, I'm curious what traffic they'll get with the. You know, I I would be in total favor of like if the traffic is really bad coming back from going out to Rockland, you just pull in here and chill out and have a couple of beers support let the traffic die down a little bit that's and then after you get stuck up the road though that's true everybody getting their frozen canadian lobsters yes <laughs> we'll not mention where Correct. no no <clears throat> no free ads no no 
So, uh, Mark, you want to join us for uh, Bruising the News? Absolutely. All right, so we had a, a story here that I believe you, you've already commented on the Facebook post. Um, Mark is our resident regular beer guy. He regularly drinks beer. I tried my best. <laughs> the states that drink the most beer, and they have a per capita uh, amount for each state. Now, by I, gallons, correct? If I remember correctly. I think yeah. it's how they labeled it. Annual gallons per capita. Now, per capita, I don't know if it's, that's like per 100 people. I know the, the general idea is proportional to the yes, population. Yes. I don't know if it means per hundred or per person. The concept, <clears throat> the concept of a gallon of beer is just is just a very weird concept. To me. I don't know why it yeah. is, but it is a very the weird idea concept. of just having your milk jug <laughs> once you've emptied it out <laughs> and you've just now filled it with beer. That, that is a good time. Well, funny story about about that is uh, we were gifted a a keg after a fundraising event, and uh, Tom and I. Proceeded to take the keg, I believe it was Gritty's Halloween, and we dumped it into milk jugs because we didn't want the beer. And then Tom brought the 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 returnable back to uh, to Gritty's, so he had like milk jugs full of Gritty's Halloween. I'm yeah. sure that doesn't go flat at all. No, 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 no problem. Now, funny there. about that, like I, you know how like they have the new craze of like actually it's not so new craze of like aging beer and different kinds of alcohol, hard alcohol barrels. Yeah, the 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 brewer, Goose Island Brewery in Chicago, so they do a beer called their bourbon barrel age stuff, and apparently every year it comes out right around Thanksgiving, and there's like lines around, and it's it's good. It's 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 rugged, but you know, and then but now they've done different barrels. Alleg- Allegash also does the I believe the Curio. Yep. That's in a bourbon barrel. And that's year-round. Imperial. For anyone that Uh, likes your whiskey burnt. Not to... And they want their beer to taste... You're not a bourbon guy? No. No. No, sir. Um, But I was at the same function, and I remember bringing home some extra beer. And as a container, I used an empty bottle of gin. (laughs) And I put it was either it was either Gritty's um, Pub Ale, yep. or the Halloween, or maybe some of both. Maybe I did too. I don't. I don't remember. But I remember putting it in Pub Ale mixed with Halloween. How would that one? Go? No, no, no. I didn't mix them together. It went, and that wouldn't be that bad because it's not. Just, that's It'd just be an, an interesting time. The Halloween be, would overpower. Uh, very much would yeah. overpower because it's such a Halloween's just such a rugged beer. It's such a good beer. It is They're a good. really good beer. And it's not the pumps. I'm sorry. If you like pumpkin, good for you. I'm not a pumpkin I like, guy. I, I, you have to do a pumpkin head in the fall. I will gas pumpkin heads all day long. But gritties come the fall. You have to go to gritties. Halloween. To get, get the Halloween, Halloween Which is a bummer because they don't bo- They used to bottle it. They bottled it. it. They don't bottle it anymore. They don't bottle which is I a bum- seen it. Which is a, bo- which is a bummer because it's... So it's all, not only is it uh, good to drink, but it's good to cook with. If what, can, a, what a shame we have to go to Gritty's. Ew. Terrible. Fried, I know. Fried fiddleheads and, and beer. Halloween ale. Yeah, Halloween ale. Not at the same time, though. No. That, wouldn't that be a great timing? Halloween ale and fried fiddleheads. That'd be, that'd be great. So I ended up taking, like, this beer home. Because, you know, can't beat the price. It was free. In these... Um, you know, in these uh, gin bottles, and this is like a local craft 
gin, so it was like very strong on the juniper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually it worked out. It actually had a pretty decent taste to it. Interesting. Yeah. I enjoy gin. I cannot say that I would want to add juniper to my beer. Well, there's a gin I like called the called the botanist, not to be confused with the thirsty botanist, which is a beer by Booth Bay Brewing. But the botanist gin because it doesn't have that. It's more citrusy than that juniper kind of flavor, which is why I which is why I like it. And I never liked gin because I wasn't a huge fan of the, the juniper flavor. But the botanist nice little G and T when it's hot out. Oh. Little, little, little extra lime, lime to give, yeah. uh, give you a little... That's the key. Lime. The key. Lime what is you do key. is you get the tonic water. Yeah. Like the pole, whatever yes, brand. Yes, the polar with, with the lime. lime. So and you then just... you do a little extra lime. Yeah, exactly. Just a See, little... G and T and L is what it should be. Don't forget that lime. Although I've never seen... Because otherwise it limit, tastes like medicine. And I'll confess my limited experience, but I've never seen a G and T without the L. There's always... I've never seen a lime garnish or something garnish or something and I mean we can get into it but fruit garnishes on your hard drinks like your gin and tonics just keep them away from beers correct please for the whiskey add wine gin and tonics gin and tonics Jameson and ginger with lime yeah doesn't Eddie Izzard have a bit about like sheep and wolves clothing and then it kind of goes on to you know, and an ant and elephant's clothing, elephant and ant clothing. I'm trying. Nah, I. It reminds me. It reminds me of. It reminds me of the ridiculous things they try to put beer into and whiskey into. And so I have the top ten states here. I'm gonna I'm gonna name those, and it also has what's been ranked as the um, favorite beer for each of the states, and then. For numbers 11 through 30, I've also made a note if the state has a beer other than like a Budweiser or a Coors as the favorite beer. I did want to give honorable mention. It's surprising. There's a lot of states on here like you'd expect, you know, like a craft beer and it turns out to be Budweiser. I'm surprised Bud Light doesn't make more appearances. Budweiser actually makes more appearances in the top 30. I, I, brought, I brought a lot of real Americans well, in I brought, this country. I brought... I brought <laughs> Bud Light Lime to Mark's Daytona washing party last Sunday, and I had a few. I mean, the once again, the lime is a game changer. After you said keep fruit away from beer, <laughs> Bud so, Light Lime. So number 10, number 10 is Mississippi with 31.6 uh, annual gallons per capita, and their favorite beer is not a domestic beer, or what we would think is domestic beer. It's called Lazy Magnolia. Magnolia State. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a craft beer from Mississippi. I don't think I've ever seen a craft beer from Mississippi. It's probably made with that muddy Mississippi River water, though, and I'm out. If if, if anybody's living and can point us in the direction of a Mississippi craft beer, I'm sure we would be more than happy to, or to try Lazy Magnolia. Be happy to to uh, sacrifice myself on that uh, for that cause. Number nine, everything's bigger there. Texas? Texas. Shiner? No. I was surprised by this. Lone Star. Oh, yeah. And I've only ever had Lone Star I, in Texas. I've liked, I, Lone Star's not a bad beer. 
This is a pretty good, like, uh, our, one of our mutual friends and I actually had Lone Star at a barbecue place out in Grapevine. Um, and, uh, no, yeah, it wasn't bad. It, it describes itself as the national beer of Texas, which I thought it was just over marketing. I guess apparently, uh, yeah, I'm surprised Shiner doesn't come in Heiner, but good, good for uh, Lone Star. Number seven, South Carolina. Can you guess what the favorite beer is? South Carolina. South Carolina is a Budweiser state. Yep. <clears throat> Number seven. Marcus, one and I have none. Number seven. What state do you think is number seven? I'm out. I've already read the list. North Carolina? The great state of Maine. Which doesn't surprise seven. me. It doesn't surprise me because I know we we did a few weeks back. We did the top, I think, breweries per capita, and Maine was number three. Yeah. So Maine's a little bit lower, but if it makes sense, because if you're drinking craft beer a lot, yeah, I'm gonna have to hazard a guess that the top beer is lunch or dinner. No. <clears throat> really? No. This will probably make you mad. Guess what the top beer is. Lone Pine? No. No, it's absolutely not craft. Bud Light? Budweiser. <laughs> Which does, it still kind of makes sense. You know, you think about all the beers that get drink, drunk at hunting camps. and There's a lot of working men in the state of Maine that just drink Budweiser at the end of the day. So, but to make it up to you, you're going to like this next one. Illinois? Close. New York? Not so close. Wisconsin? Uh, New Glarus' Spotted Cow? Spotted Cow is the favorite beer in uh, Wisconsin. Have you ever tried that <clears throat> one? I am a big fan, and if you want a little story about the Spotted Cow, check out our last episode. Uh, my dad and I, unfortunately... Uh, unfortunate for a friend of a family friend of ours cleaned out his entire stock of spotted cow it was it was replenished the next day but i think his friend was a little shocked with how much my dad and i put away i will i will give spotted cow a seal of approval i can drink those it's it's a great beer and it's more important to me because my dad and i both like it and it's something we share together so but it doesn't suck no helps. it does not suck number five vermont Eddie topper no, unfortunately. No. Thank no. God for that. No. Bud Light. Really? I know. In the great state of Vermont. Ciders are not included in this. There's a lot of ciders. A lot. I think I think it's I think the idea is plurality. Hmm. So you get all these craft beer, craft beers, and you get a ton of them. And then you but you get a segment of the population that is solid Budweiser. Budweiser is still going to win. So it's going to be a minority. It's going to be a plurality. Is you know. Well, that's the problem with a lot of these lists. A lot of craft beers you can only get in the state, and in only certain regions. Correct. But I mean, light, you can get I mean with, anywhere. I mean, with Spotted Cow and you know uh, Hetty Topper. I know, like they literally, like once you cross into Wisconsin on the state line, where my dad gets Spotted Cow all the time, it literally is like mile marker, like half 
is there like there's a beer store and there's <coughs> a shrine to Spotted Cow. Same with you know the New Hattie. Hampshire liquor and wine outlet. <laughs> exactly. As soon as you cross the line, <laughs> right New there. Hampshire, the liquor store state. Um, it's like hello, people from Massachusetts and Maine. We are here and ready <laughs> to serve. Number four, South Dakota. I didn't know anyone lived in South Dakota. That's why the per capita. So of the five people there that drink a lot of beer. Good for that. Um, can you guess what beer it is? Budweiser. Budweiser. Number three. I'll give you a guess. It's not too far from South Dakota. North Dakota? North Dakota. Wow. Now, here's the surprise. Only all my high school tests were like that. I might have actually done better in high school. Favorite beer? Fargo. That's a beer? I don't know if it's a craft beer. I'm assuming it's a beer unique to North Dakota. Well, Fargo is a town in North Dakota. A good friend of mine from high school lives in Fargo, North Dakota. Didn't they make a movie with Steve Buscemi? I've never seen it. Fargo. Number two, I'm not surprised. It was on our previous list. Montana. One guess. That's an interesting one. There is a Fargo Brewing Company. Ooh, Fargo Pale Ale. Can you guess what beer is the favorite beer in Montana? Budweiser. Budweiser. Seems like it seems like Budweiser has this affiliation with colder climates. <laughs> I, I mean, I, well, I think it all boils down to if you've ever watched the Super Bowl once ever, you've seen the Budweiser ads with the Clydesdales. Clydesdale. And if that doesn't give you a little bit of the tear in the and eye, a lot, and a lot and it makes of and a lot of like your local and a lot of your local bars will have like a rep, like I mean, not just like a small but a big replica of the Budweiser Clydesdale. Here's a question. Hmm. Any bar you go to that's not a brewery, like you just go to a bar, Uh none of them ever have Budweiser on tap. Are people just solely committed to drinking it in bottles? Or cans? Yeah. Once in a while I'll see it on tap, but yeah, yeah. I think it's along that crowd. Bud Light everywhere, but Budweiser, you don't see it on tap. I believe overall Bud Light actually has tons more sales. In the country that Budweiser. They absolutely have to. Yeah. One is noticeably less offensive than the other. <laughs> but light. Sort of like, you know, Diet Coke. Number one. What do you think the number one state for drinking beer is? California? I wonder what it was. It's a freedom-loving state. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Live free or die. And guess what they drink in New Hampshire. It won't be a big surprise. I'm going to take a wild guess. Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy. Bud Weiser. So that is uh, some other... I do want to give some uh, honorable mentions for states that didn't have Budweiser as their top beer. Nebraska. Nebraska has Nebraska Black Betty. Never heard of it. Hmm. Wyoming, which is number 13 on the list, has Snake River. That's a cool name. Uh, Louisiana has Abita. Ooh, Abita's good. I've had Abita. Is it like kind of a lager, or is it? Uh, well, it's a brewery, but they've got different ones. This one surprised me. Number seventeen, Colorado, does not have Coors as their top beer. They have the Denver Beer Company. Huh. Good for them. You might get this one. Number eighteen, Delaware. What do you think their top beer is? Uh, Bud Heavy. No, 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 no. It's it's not a Bud. It's Craft. Delaware. But it's a craft that's available here. Yingling? 
No, no, no. That's not crap. That's. Well, I guess that's kind of crafty. It's available here. Yeah. I'll give you a hint. They have like one, what six hour IPA or something, two hour IPA. Oh, uh, dogfish. Dogfish head. Huh. Number twenty one is New Mexico with La Combra. And yeah, that's that. Those are the states that had not like Budweiser or Coors as like their top. Go to Arizona. I'm just curious. Uh, I think Ari- they don't drink enough beer down there. Oh, that's unfortunate. They didn't make drink enough beer to make it on the list. So they only had the top thirty. Well, they have they have they have one that was everywhere called Twisted Kilt. Oh, that sounds kind of sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you get your kilt and a twist, twist. To my little friend. Yeah. Kilted. This is an event now. Our friend Mark here is he's into the NASCAR. I am. He likes the racing. I'm guessing you would probably like this thing. Uh, are you into like Pontiac Trans Ams from Or you would have been back in the eighties and seventies? Probably. Okay. Mark does have a mullet, so yeah. I do. That does that does strike a chord in theory. This is from Golf Live. One smoky and a lot of bandits descend on Pascaluga. During the cross-country bandit run. Um, so, when uh, Smoking the Bandit held its premiere at Radio City Music Hall on May 19, 1977, the low-budget action comedy bombed, trashed by critics and audience members alike. Then a week later, it opened in south, the southeastern U.S. The movie made $4.3 million and go on to make $300 million dollars. Which in like 1970s is like crazy money, um, and become a beloved comedy classic. And so this is the 45th anniversary of Smokey and the Bandit, and they're having their annual run. The 15th annual Bandit Run uh, made a stop at Pascaluga with more than a hundred vehicles, including many of the 1977 black and gold Trans Ams made famous by the movies and its star Burt Reynolds. I mean, this is classic Burt Reynolds. You ever watch uh, My Name is Earl? You yes. ever see? You ever yes. see? Yeah, so Burt Reynolds was an occasional guest on the show, and then you had um, his character died, and the person who played his son was Norm MacDonald, oh. who played, who happened to play Burt Reynolds. On, on, Je- on Saturday Night Jeopardy. That's where the connection. The, okay, that's where the connection is. And so he was basically playing that character as as oh Bert's character's son on the show. Um, Celebrity Jeopardy. If you want a good laugh, that's just classic SNL stuff. So it started. This guy was just crazy about the movie, and he found a, a very similar in 1977. Uh, Pontiac Trans Am, and he ended up um, taking it to different events. Um, and some of the events, actually, Burt Reynolds was at, and they actually got to know each other at the event, which is pretty cool. Um, but this thing, they they actually do an annual run um, from Texarkana to Atlanta, like in the movies. It's like, have you seen the movie? I don't think I have. Yeah. Have you seen Mark? I'm surprised. I have. You have. I'm I like. Have. I'd like, yeah, I'd be very shocked if you haven't seen the movie. Um, but what's really interesting is the story behind the movie. 
So there was this gentleman out in Hollywood, and I, I think he was like a stunt coordinator or a stunt double. And he's he has this trailer, and he's heard of Coors. And to give you the background of Coors, Coors Light didn't come out until, I think, 78. That's my wife's favorite beer. I'll make fun of her forever for drinking it. It's not a bad beer as far as, but... no. Well, it's well, well, you know, my 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 uncle who professes to be more Irish than I am. Will not he he calls Guinness burnt beer and he drinks coarse light solely. So we I I, I, I shut on him remorselessly because he drinks. There is there is no wrong beer to drink. You can drink whatever you'd like, but we will bully you based on what you drink. I do have to say, Boris, being created in 1978 and my date of birth being in 1978. Those are my, you know, it's very appropriate that my wife would like Cord's Light, since she kind of digs me. Um, but before, kind of digs. Um, but at that time, when they made the movie, Cord's was not, like, distributed east of the Mississippi. It was a regional beer. It was only west of the Mississippi. They hadn't been given, I don't know, whatever licenses or whatever you have to, to sell it. And it was a big deal. People would go, if people were going west of the Mississippi, and like somebody else who, who had Coors Light before, really, who really likes the beer, or not Coors Light, Coors, really likes the beer, found out you're going out west. Like, people were like, oh, can you bring me back some Coors? So it's like Mark, Mark with his quest for Bush Light Apple. Yes. Yeah, it was a I, very, cre- it was a very cult following. Because I went down to New York, uh, New York, New Jersey one time, and Mark was like, if you find it, and I went to like four or five grocery stores on my way back, I couldn't find, I couldn't find, couldn't find it for them. That was a journey last summer. So it, it's hard to imagine a day where you can go into any convenience store and find a, you know, if you can't find Coors Banquet Beer, the original Coors, you could find a six pack of Coors Light anywhere. They don't Literally. even have to sell beer and they'll sell Coors Light. Yeah. It, it, but back then it was, it was like, it wasn't here. It was. On, it wasn't this side of the country. Craft. It was. Yeah, it was considered craft at the time. So um, you have this movie, um, and it was inspired by the story. So this guy is a um, like a stunt coordinator or something, and he has this trailer on a movie set, and he has all this cores, and you know he's he's not a beer drinker himself. But his cores keep on his his cores keeps disappearing, like and it turned out like his maid was, like stealing some of that, and like this is crazy, and he decided he was inspired to put together an idea for a movie, and his his roommate just happened to be Burt Reynolds, and so they put this movie script together, and they come up with, um, they come up with uh, smoking the bandit, which. The whole premise of the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, is you have these two characters, Big Enos and Little Enos, who are, are race fans, these rich guys. And uh, Big Enos is, I guess there's a race on his birthday or something. No, his car is in the big race. Yeah. And Daddy wants to uh, help him celebrate uh, with some cores. So, like, I know my son's going to, my son's car is going to win this race. So I want to hire um, these couple of guys to go sneak me back some Coors Light from over the Mississippi River. Um, so you have these, uh, you have one guy who's a truck driver 
And then you have Burt Reynolds who's driving a Trans Am, and the whole idea behind the what Burt Reynolds and the Trans Am is. He spoke, uh, no, he's the bandit. And he, his, his job is to, like, deter the cops from the truck. Right. Um, and then the whole thing, they run into... Uh, Jackie Gleason is a sheriff, and the southern the southern sheriff was it Justice T. Buford, something like something that. like yeah, yeah. In a movie of like really bad acting, wonderfully bad acting, like Jackie Gleason just like drives it home as a southern sheriff. I mean, what I believe some some bitch comes up what like a hundred times at least at least a hundred times. Bad, bad phrase to use if you were doing that as a uh, drinking game. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you were doing some of a bitch as a drinking game, oh, my God, you'd be tanked watching you this movie. You would be tanked real quick. So his son is married in the film is marrying Sally Fields, and then Sally Fields decides she does not want to be married. So she tries to run away, and Burt Reynolds, as he's going through this adventure trying to deter cops from you know getting at this truck, takes off with... Sally Field, so Jackie Gleason is trying to chase him down and stop him. Um, wonderfully awful, but wonderful movie. Um, worth the watch. It's definitely worth the watch. It, um, you definitely got to get yourself some coarse bake when you watch it, just to get in the movie. <laughs> just like Cobra Kai. Cobra yeah, Kai is better with some coarse banquets. Yeah. Um, so, a very good movie. Um, but, so I think I think that's all we have this week. Yep, uh, Mower, your flight and my flight are both empty, and I kind of want another one. I kind of want another one too. So we're gonna put uh, more information about this place, including some uh, pictures up on the on the website. We'll definitely have to take a picture of the aircraft uh, deck flight, and then uh, you get the nice Bigfoot silhouette over there. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, but other than that, uh, thank you for uh, listening in, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, so we're down east and bound today. So have a good one. Thank you again for joining us for this week's episode. As always, don't forget to look for future episodes on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And remember to check out the Main Hike and Brew Crew podcast Facebook page. We hope to see you along the trail soon, and cheers.